everyone, I'm Claire Liu and I'm the CEO of Know Your Company and I am so excited and honored to have a really special guest today on The Heartbeat. I have Ryan Carson who is the founder and CEO of Treehouse, which I'm sure if you're like me, you've definitely used if you've tried to learn how to code or dabbled around uh, learning to be more technical. Yeah, you've definitely checked out Treehouse, uh, but I've been a big fan of Ryan's for a while. I believe we met at a conference a few years ago uh, in New York. Yeah, 1990, we both spoke at, and so that was super rad. And um, yeah, I've been most impressed recently with, I know your guys' efforts around both um, just really working to, to help retain and build up more diverse and inclusive talent in tech. So I think that's, yeah really cool and thanks so much for for being here Ryan. Thanks for having me. It's I'm excited to chat. Um, I love what you built and I am impressed with you as an entrepreneur and as a person so it's always fun to chat. Oh, I will take that. Thank you. But I'm here to pick <laughs> your brain. Well, I'm here to pick your brain though today, Ryan. Um, I've got this one question that I've been asking leaders that I admire and it is what's something you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? Oh boy, um, there is a lot. <laughs> can, I, can I have 20 answers? <laughs> yeah, um, probably write gosh. several books about this one. Yeah, you know, the, the most important thing I've learned is uh, I needed to build trust. Um, and, mm -hmm. and trust unlocks the ability to be successful. So let me explain. So, you know, I, um, I built Treehouse from scratch. Um, it was a, an idea my wife and I had um, because we're extremely passionate about empowering people uh, with education. So, you know, I got a computer science degree, then I got a job, and then I realized the system was broken and a, and a lot of people, millions of people were getting hurt by that system. And so we thought, let's change it. Um, so like most people had an idea, didn't know how to do it, and just started trying. And um, ended up uh, right idea at the right time, you know. So we we grew and it, it, we had success early, um, and then we had many years of hardship and success. That you know, it, it, yes. then it got interesting. Um, but I always thought you could just be kind of charismatic, and and that's what you needed as a leader. Um, and it turns out that's not true. <laughs> so um, hmm. okay. people kind of don't care about charisma in their leaders. They, they want someone they can trust. Um, and then as soon as you trust someone, then you can work really hard and be really effective and be really passionate about what you do. But if you don't have that basic level of trust, you, you everything slows down to, to just, you know, like wading through, you know, molasses. Um, and so I kind of paid that price because I thought, yeah, yeah, you know, I just, I just need to tell everybody like where we're going and be charismatic about it and everything will work out. Um, and it turns out that's not true. Um, so trust is yes. absolutely everything. I, I, um, I love that answer uh, because I think it is instinctive for many leaders of, oh yeah, I need to build trust. But what you really made a clear delineation between Ryan is trust is not though charisma. Yeah, it's so, totally different. <laughs> yeah, talk, I mean, talk to me a little bit about that. Like when you, first of all, like what is trust? Like how do you, how do you build it, right? Like, because if it's, 
if it's different than charisma, because I, you know, some I think some people think, well, trust is being friendly, right? It's yeah. uh, sharing being hobbies liked. with people. It's exactly it's being liked. It's making jokes. It's like, <laughs> isn't that charisma? Like, isn't that actually how you build trust? So tell me in your mind, then, how are they different? Okay, so. Um, what, so we have 80 employees now, and, and you know as we grew, what happened is what was in my mind wasn't being communicated to everybody uh, in depth enough. So you know I knew exactly where we were going and why we were doing it, and, and so I just wanted to get there as fast as we could. And, and so it ended up kind of saying, do this thing. And, and people sort of going, I don't understand what's, what, why, and, but I'll do it, but I... It's, I don't understand why, and then you start to break down um, their trust in you, and 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 then it doesn't work to just say, "Well, do it," because I, you know, I don't have time to explain why. Um, and so, what I learned trust is is, um, and this basically is uh, Franklin Covey model. There's a book called Speed of Trust, which I highly recommend. Um, and, and it turns out it's kind of funny. It's actually the first dysfunction of a team yes. that's talked about in the five major dysfunctions of a team, yes. which I didn't learn that until Saturday. So I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's, I'm glad we worked on trust because it was, turns out to be the major dysfunction of teams. Yes. Um, so turns out trust is, is uh, a tree. So imagine a tree with roots, trunk, branches, and leaves. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the first part of trust is, um, integrity like do you basically believe this person has integrity um, at just a core level like are they a, a trustworthy person um, and if you if you just don't think that this person has any integrity you'll never be able to move beyond that um, but most of the time you're at work and you're like ah, I think this person has basic integrity you know um, I don't know them super well but it seems like they're reasonably you know normal person um, so that's usually pretty straightforward um, if you if you if people don't think you have basic integrity, you got to work on that. <laughs> so, yes. um, Step one. Think, yeah, that's pretty important. So once you you believe someone has integrity, then you can move up the 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 tree to the trunk, and the next um, the trunk is intent. So do you understand what this person is intending to do? Um, so not just what they're telling you to do, but why they're telling you to do it. Um, so you know we maybe you're having a marketing session and someone says like, I think we should launch a podcast. Um, and if you don't know their intention is to change your overall goal numbers, you, you think that they like are passionate about podcasts and that's why they're saying that you should do a podcast. Then you don't understand their intention. And then you start to not be able to trust like, well, I don't like podcasts. So I don't like their idea. And so, I, I, and then your trust breaks down. It's like, Oh man, mm-hmm. their, their, their intent was, which is your intent is to increase your goal number. You're on the same page. You have the same attention, right? Um, so you have to like over communicate. That's the way you you solve for that. This is what I'm intending to do. This is why I'm doing it. And it feels really painful, like to to a leader. Like, oh my god, I have to say this again. You know, why we're doing this thing? And it turns out, yeah, you do, um, because people can't read your mind. <laughs> so, Surprise. Um, then you have to say a lot of times because maybe they were maybe you know their kid um, broke their leg over the weekend and they couldn't hear that announcement or maybe they're going through a divorce or maybe I mean like there's real stuff people are going yes. through and just because you say it in an all hands meeting or over an email doesn't mean they heard it. Yes. Um, so intention. So 
so that's just about usually communicating clearly a lot and saying the same thing over and over again. So you got roots, which is integrity, trunk, which is intention. Um, once you build those two things, then you can move on to the branches and, and the branches are capability. So um, you have to believe that someone actually has the tools to deliver results. So as a CEO, um, you know, I could have integrity, people could understand my intentions, but if people say, Ryan's like never been a CEO before, I don't know if he has the tools to actually be a good CEO. Um, I don't know if he has the capability, to, like the knowledge. So you actually have to have the knowledge, you know, how to solve the problem or, or demonstrate that you can get it very quickly. Um, so that's usually a skill thing. That's a training thing. Um, that's an experience thing. And you can, you can get all those things. Yeah. So once you have capability, then ultimately you have to deliver results. And that is the leaves of the tree. So ultimately a tree is no good if it's just dead bark, right? There actually has to be leaves on it. It has to be results. So in the end, after all this work, eventually our results achieved and and then it's like a loop then you just have to keep reinforcing the tree and growing the tree and and you got to continue to have integrity you got to continue to communicate your intention you have to continue to learn and get better and then you have to continue to deliver results absolutely over time like right. no one expects you to do all that immediately but if you're on that journey and you're communicating where you're at in the journey um then you can build real trust and this has changed my life i, I mm. can't express the difference in my work at Treehouse before building trust and after hmm. um, it has just been a game changer because what's an example yeah like give me I'm like change your so life that's that's old words right? pretty, yeah, yeah I, I mean it so um, I a, a good example is um, you know I had a new person report to me um, they were reporting to somebody else and um, I being the CEO sometimes can be hard, and reporting to the CEO can be hard on people because you have tons of power. You're you often will be kind of blunt. There's a kind of a style that's typical of CEOs, and it's hard for non-execs to report to somebody like that. And so I had done some damage to the, the relationship because you know I was too brazen about something, or I was too you know I just too kind of Ryan, um, <laughs> and uh, and so we when that person started reporting to me, I said, you know, I want to I want to intentionally build trust with you. I feel like maybe some of that trust broke down, and I want to be very intentional about building it back up. Um, so you know, would you are you interested in doing that? And they said yes, and uh, then we started going through the behaviors of trust. So basically, I said, you know okay, what behaviors are important to you to help me build trust with you? Um, and this book has a framework for this. And again, it's not some silver bullet, but it's a, it's a way to attack yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, and so the framework's pretty straightforward. I think there's like 14, 13, 14 behaviors of trust. Yep. And there's actually like, a, it's so cool. There's like a playbook. If you want to build trust, you know, exhibit behaviors one, three, eight, and 10, right? Right. And if you want to repair trust, you know, do, you know, behaviors two, four, 10 and 12. Um, yes. And so we literally pull out the cards and, and say, okay, I want to, I want to demonstrate these behaviors to you. I'm going to work on that. And then it's just, everything becomes clear. They understand my intention. 
hopefully they have, believe I have integrity, you know, and then we're building that, that tree again. And it does take time, um, mm. but actually not that long. You know, I've been working with this person now for like less than a month. Yes. And already we were literally on the phone this morning. I was like, how do you feel like we're doing building that trust? And they said, you know, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it goes to show like work relationships can be wonderful. And that doesn't mean you have to be friends and like, you know, yes. love each other. Yes. You just have to have this like trust and then you can have an effective, really satisfying relationship. Definitely. Uh, so many different pieces I want to ask questions about here, Ryan. I mean, the first is, you know, this framework that you talk about, which is, you know, really popularized or popularized by the Speed of Trust book, I've always found fascinating because it almost divides trust into two different areas, right? So there's one idea about trust being about character. So I have to believe you're a good person. I have to believe that uh, your motives are pure, right? That's part of the intent piece. And then about competence, which is that it's not enough for me to like you. It's not enough for me to think you're a good person. It's not even enough for me to think you have my intention best at heart or the company's intention. Like you actually have to be able to, to do good work. Like if you've delivered late on stuff, if you've underperformed in the past, um, you know, if, if, if you've never been a CEO before, then maybe I'm not going to trust you as much. And so I think that, you know, back to the com- or to the question around or this idea that, that you pointed out of like trust is not charisma. It's because mm. it's it's about like you were saying, it's about integrity, it's about intent, and then it's also about showing that you can do the stuff. And and we don't yeah, we don't separate that I think when we think about trust as leaders. Yeah, and, and we throw around the word trust, you know, I did mm-hmm. for a long time without yeah. actually explaining what it means and knowing what it means um and it becomes this like emotional weapon like i don't trust you and yes um you know and that very true that's a terrible thing and um and what i found is it it was effective for me to say um i'm a new leader for you you know i'm a new manager for you for instance i want to build trust with you i don't actually expect you to trust me just because i'm your boss yes um you know i I need to earn that exactly i i uh I, I absolutely love that. I think we take for granted that just because we are in a company, just because I have this title and you have this title, we are supposed to trust each other. And I, for new managers in particular, that idea that that trust needs to be built for new employees as well, that that's something that needs to be cultivated, I think is, is so, so important. Yep. Another thing that you talked about is just the difference that focusing on this has made in two ways, right? So in how you sort of run the company, you talked about over-communication, so I would love to hear a little bit more about like, what does that look like for an 80-person company, uh, very tactically? Uh, you know, do your execs sort of hate it? Like, do people, are people on board with it? And then second, on an interpersonal level of uh, how, like you were saying, it's actually made this one particular working relationship like a lot more pleasant and not as intimidating for this, uh, for mm. this new person. So, yeah, tell me a little so, bit about this over-communication part, though, first. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so what we do is we create something called a two-year vision. And mm-hmm. um, we, as an executive team, we decided what is the most important thing we need to accomplish in the next two years. Um, and then we then we broke it down into measurable goals. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what by when? Um, and then we... Uh, laid it out in this beautiful poster and uh, we call it our two-year vision and it's it's um, completing on January 1st 2020 so 
that was part of it. Okay, let's 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 get the plan straight in our head. Yes. Um, and then what it was is <clears throat> not just kind of launching it to everybody, because again, that that causes <laughs> fear, that causes confusion. We actually just kind of start looping people in. It's not like a back channel thing. It's more, you know, if I have direct reports, I'm going to start talking about it in my one-on-ones. You know, just want to put this under your radar. Me and the execs are, are thinking about launching a two-year vision. This is a way we're kind of thinking about it. Do you have any thoughts on that? Mm. Um, and you're getting people like used to ideas and then give them chance to give feedback. Yes. And then and then that flows down through the company. Like, oh, okay, we're going to launch this thing called a two-year vision. Yeah, I've kind of heard about it. Mm. I've talked a little bit about it to my manager. Um, so by the time it comes out, you're like, I already kind of know about this. You know, this is like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And I maybe I even said something that got kind of input into it. So that's part of it. Over-communicate like as you're thinking about things is great. Yes. Um, and that's not always possible, you know, but... But on a lot of things, it is. Um, and then I, that's one thing. I under, underestimated the value of like telling people to be aware that things are going to happen. Man, mm. massive it, value. That's, um, I, I have to pause on that for a second, Ryan, because I can't tell you how many leaders that we work with and that I speak to, how many CEOs who, they talk about the value of over-communication, but it's almost like, here's the plan, we're just gonna you know, take the script and just sort of repeat it as much as possible. And what you're saying is, well, no, there's actually a step before that, which is to sort of slowly get people's buy-in. And it may seem like it takes more time, but you're actually building trust by slowly unpacking and getting people's ideas and kind of germinating the idea before it actually becomes a thing. Yes, yeah, it's, and it does. It, t- it probably takes like two more weeks, you know, yeah. to kind of roll that out and get people talking about it. But it turns out like you weren't gonna do anything in, in two weeks anyway like that right. really changed anything <laughs> anyway so yes. you know um, it's like the whole actually that's the thing about we're going to do in a year and the next you know two weeks not much is going to happen that's okay um, mm-hmm. so the pre kind of pre talk is important and then and then what we do now is every month we have an all hands meeting we're a distributed company so we use zoom for that mm-hmm. um, we have we have we do have offices so we have about 30 people in Portland about 15 I think in Orlando everyone else works from home around the United States so so we have a big zoom call and every w- month every month we say let's talk about the two-year vision we're actually gonna remind you what it is um, <laughs> so we yes. we like go through the slides I'm like okay our mission is this you know this is the two-year vision okay these are the big numbers okay you know let's talk about each number how are we yes. doing and then we we update how we're doing on the number um, yes. and it turns out we actually had to change some of the numbers um, mm-hmm. and everyone might think oh that's terrible you know shouldn't you mm-hmm. you should never change your numbers if you've got yeah. it's like no nah, that's, that's not true because we we learned some stuff and it turns out some of our numbers were wrong mm-hmm. um, so but then that was a process like okay how do you not freak people out when you when you have to change your plan mm-hmm. so Yes. That was again like well, let's tell everybody like slowly and so huh. at the all hands we would say things like well here's the chart we've been showing you but actually here's an interesting chart you know that we've been thinking about measuring it this way we just want to show everybody kind of how we're thinking about it we're not changing the official number yet but we just want you to know like we're learning we're, some stuff we're starting to think about just different ways yeah yeah mm-hmm. we're learning and here's what we're learning and 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 everyone's mm-hmm. like oh, okay we're learning stuff. Um, and then, you know, you say it, we did that for like two or three months. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we're like, okay, we've been talking about this for two or three months. We're just yes. going to make it official now. 
and everyone's like great and it's so crazy claire like there's no drop there's no drama like you know i was like oh it's gonna be drama no. Yeah, like I was waiting like, for that ride. I was waiting for you to be like, okay, and so we did this, and then, you know, but you're like, no, no drama. It's easy. It was like, is there any questions? Everyone's like, not really. Like, we, we get it. I'm like, good, we're over communicating. So. <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> I love that. So it's like two processes of like the pre talk part that you're saying, and then when you are, you know, again, just about to, to make a decision, just sort of slowing it down, and, you know, revealing your process. Uh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. I think, I, uh, yeah, go, go for it. Well, I was going to say, I, I, uh, we're not perfect either, so it, it sounds perfect, but, you know, I just found out um, in a one-on-one that I hadn't been communicating something enough. It's like, oh, gosh, I thought I was, but I wasn't. So it's a constant process of, of trying always, to get better. Always. But what's really interesting even about that situation is that someone told you, right? Yeah, like you're right. T- True, that's like, good. I, that's amazing <laughs> because what happens nine times out of ten, at least with the talk to is that no one tells them that they should have been communicating something more so the fact that you even have sort of a a check or a system for someone to tell you that I think that's the the ideal situation uh because yeah we 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 all don't know sort of how well we're doing on that uh on those on those levers um so here's my sort of last question to you here Ryan which is for leaders and managers and aspiring leaders who are watching this and who are thinking, yes, Ryan, in your wonderful company of tree ha- at Treehouse, you know, you've been able to build trust, but man, you don't have my manager or you don't work with my team or you don't, you don't understand what my work environment is like. How, you know, I'm skeptical about this, this trusting. Do you, do you have any advice, tactics, words of, of wisdom, I guess, around why this stuff is important and maybe steps that they can take to sort of build trust with, with their employees or their team? Yes, you bet. That's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, uh, if you're a manager, mm-hmm. I'll give two answers, one for a manager, one for a uh, direct. Um, right. I would say for the manager, um, you know, you could always say, you know, hey, team, hey, person I manage. I don't. I don't know if we've built a lot of trust. I just want to be. I just want to talk about it. And actually, I want to be intentional about building trust. I want to have a great working relationship with you. So, here's a process I'm thinking about going through with you. You know, here's how it works. Are you interested in that? And like that would be basically running through the the behaviors of trust and um, speed of trust book. So that's one thing. And most employees will be like, yeah, that sounds great. If you are managed by a poor manager. Um, I would start from a place where you try to have good, um, uh, just believe that this person is coming from a good place. So say like, I'm going to choose to believe that your intentions are good. And this is kind of part of the, the trust exercise. Yes. Like I'm going to start there, even though I don't know if that's the truth. Um, and then sit down with them in your one-on-one if you have one-on-ones and say, I want to build an even better relationship with you. I want to help the company achieve its goals. I know you want those things too. Um, you know, I'd like to be more intentional about building even more trust with you. So you're not going to say like, we don't have any trust and it's totally terrible. And like, I, I want to create trust because they may be like, oh, I hate that. And if they're a bad manager, they'll fire you. Yes. So it, it's about like, I want to build more trust. I want to, you know, be more effective, like kind of selling that idea. And then saying, I'm reading this book called Speed of Trust. Like, would you be interested in reading it with me? 
you know and then you'll probably find this person's like, oh my gosh, i wasn't trained how to be a good manager. this is blowing my mind you know and then they become a better manager and then the process spreads throughout the company so start with one person and see if you can get it kicked off absolutely and start with start with the conversation and 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 what i i think is important to highlight here start with your intent right start with your your intention so yeah my intention is to build more trust with you i I want that to happen you know exactly It's, it's not about anything else well ryan thank you so much for for sharing uh all of your thoughts and experience and reminding us what trust is and what we need to be doing about it as leaders so thank you you're welcome it's really fun to talk about appreciate your time yeah likewise talk soon thanks